This grilled cheese is too burnt. I made some mistakes, and it's my only regret. You, you grilled the fuck out of that cheese. I'm so proud of you. I didn't mean to. We got <laughs> talking about the boys, and, well, you know how much I love the boys. The boys are pretty great. They are very uh, great. Hello. Hello, welcome hey, everybody. to the Scalding Crew Podcast, where every opening is batshit insane. And I thought that was pretty normal, but... That's one of our more normal ones. But, hi everyone, hello, how are you doing? That's Strauss, I'm mm. Sardo. We're here to rock and roll, and yeah. we are coming back to something that we've discussed in a, a prior Kinda? episode... Yeah, we're. I, I guess I will introduce it since you 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 you've laid this table for me. I might as well, you know. You might as well eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we are talking about. We had an episode which was a look ahead to a game, back in the middle of 2023. But now that the game is a week away, well, actually, uh, for us, less than a week away now. Yeah. We are going to be talking about. Yakuza 8, Infinite Wealth. As, because when we made that first episode, there was a lot of stuff that has since been released that has sort of changed perceptions. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're here to do, is sort of talk about those changed perceptions and... And our new expectations going in. Oh, where to begin? <laughs> so, I think where to begin is... Uh, Sardo, I want you to go back to... Mm -hmm. uh, when we were doing the first episode. Right after sort of the live stream of, like, all the new stuff that was revealed. Like, some of the new character reveals. And do you remember how you felt about Yakuza 8 going into it? I was excited, you know, I I didn't know a whole lot about it, but what I saw, I was looking forward to. I'm hoping for a few things, you know, improvement with the job class system, all that fun stuff. I know we're in America for this, and we're trying to find Ichiban's mom. And I know you run into a shark at some point. And also, Junji Han is in a cowboy outfit. Yeah. Or at so, least you can put him in. I think the best way to describe it was, if you haven't gone back to re-listen to that episode, which is fine. You can always go back and do it laters. <laughs> For our first of what's going to be three episodes on Infinite Wealth, now that I think about it. Because you know we're going to have to have an episode about Infinite Wealth proper. Yes. But... Before that, I remember we were really excited, very, like, interested in what they were going to do, because they, we were only going off about, like, what, like, an hour plus of material? Yeah, it was pretty minimal. And not even, like, gameplay, just, like, what was shown on a live stream. Yeah. Which is not how, like proper opinions are formed no it it was it was a very thin scrum of general information that we could take away and now we have more yeah so, so the things that have changed some perceptions is 
Um, like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, which we're going to be talking about. Uh, spoiler warnings for that. Yeah, if you haven't played that yet... Um, uh, we're sorry. It's, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're sorry now. Um, you probably already played it if you were really interested in it, so there you go. Uh, the other one was, uh, on that was also a demo, both a story demo and sort of a walk around, like, this is sort of what you'll be doing demo of Infinite Wealth. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, some new trailers had been since released and some other stuff. The first thing we're going to talk about, because it was, happened today that we're recording this, was, uh, or, well, the past couple days, uh, did you know that their DLC gating new game plus for some inane weird reason that no one can figure out uh... i i just want to br- i we're only bringing this up because it's like literally just the past couple of days that this came out i didn't even notice when i like i already bought that edition because it came with like the like the music set mm-hmm. <laughs> so i bought it for that but i i saw that i'm like god Damn it, corporate! Why? That sucks. Sega. <laughs> Sorry, that one was Come for on. me. That joke was for me. That was a terrible joke that you have to know about old Sega games. <laughs> but it was for me. Um, we're not yes. for it. it. It's a weird thing to do. Like uh, now, mind you, I'm not a uh, new game plus player that often for things. I don't know about you, Sardo, but I don't play games more than once too often. Yeah. Like, I would say the biggest source of me playing games more than once was quite literally, um, the street, my streaming. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I would have not played Persona 5 more than a, maybe once or twice. Same with Persona 4, same with, uh, um... Wrath of the Righteous, like, all this stuff, like, I like this stuff, do not get me wrong. I, I'm just not the type of person to play, I don't know about you, but I maybe play games once or twice, max. Usually yeah, just uh, once. Un- unless there's, like, really different paths you can take with it, I don't typically do a whole lot of replaying games. Neither do I. I totally the same thing, like... There are some games I play more than once. But then there are some Mm -hmm. games where I'm like, I don't count it as playing more than once. Yeah. Like, I don't look at Persona... Like, the Persona games, you really don't need to play more than once. Like, other Mm -hmm. than maybe, like, to see stuff you missed. Like, the only reason why I played Persona 5 basically through three times was because I fucked up getting the Royal stuff the first time around. So I had to do it all. And I saved over the file that let me fix that problem. So I had to go all the way back, start from the beginning, and play it all the way through twice. Yeah. And let me tell you something. You know how much faster the game is when you can skip 99% of the dialogue? A lot. (laughs) It's it's a lot faster. That first dungeon takes two hours. Yeah. But, you know, like, I've played, like, a dragon twice. God, that second time was great. Because you were there. I was, and you it was fun. That was real fun. I, great game. We really liked Like a Dragon, so we're really... 
excited. So I know you haven't played the demo for Infinite Wealth, I believe. I, I have not played it now. Right, so I will describe some things that happened. Mm-hmm. That are, but are at least are good or stuff that I liked about it. Number one, um, and they did mention this in the original, uh, uh, like announcement trailer. They really like, um, is that the ability to move across um because like one of the things in uh like a dragon was that like you would have moves that like target a specific way yes and sometimes uh you they wouldn't be as effective because people would just kind of constantly like shift around the uh the battlefield but now you have the ability to like move and it tells you how things target. And that I found that to be really helpful. It's like, that's a big that, eye improvement. That's a big gameplay improvement. And it, it sets the stage hopefully for some other improvements too. So that's, that's a good step because yeah. that was a little frustrating in seven. Like it was only frustrating because like sometimes you'd be caught in like a much more wide open space and enemies would just be way too far apart to use like multi targeted attacks and you would just like lose out on um I, mana i guess is the best way to put it to use certain things mm-hmm. and we we're like we don't like that that's bad and then they're like you're right that is bad so that's why we did this and we we're like thank you rgg studios keep feeding us like little lambs <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and this also led to me, like, a bit... Another, like, thing that the demo showed was that, like, there's now more team attacks. There's now, like, a b- better understanding of how things work, how, like, moves work without... Because, like, you'd read a description and you're like, okay, that's what this does, but doesn't necessarily mean that's what it does every single time based on situation. Yes. Also, Kiryu plays super interesting. Explain a little bit about yeah, that, because like, I don't know as much about yeah, that. Yeah, because so, like, as, as uh, the a lot of the trailers and stuff has shown, Cosmic Kiryu is now a part of the party. And we're just getting, by the way, we're getting, uh, like, this gameplay stuff out of the way, because most of what our feelings are about is about the story, and for reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're going to get there. But, um, like, he, they, they, they bring back his, like, he he has a stance system basically just for himself. Yeah, and, he's got a couple different fighting styles. Yeah, because like historically, like there's like the fast fighting style, there's like the brawler, there's sort of the normal one that's kind of a mix of both, and then there's the beast, which is all mm-hmm. like hard power, high defense. And basically what that is, it's like basically if you make him go into like the the boxer style or whatever, it's the rush style. He's faster, he hits a lot more often. I think he gets, like, two actions per turn. Because he's, like, that much faster. Which is neat. And... On the other end of of the spectrum, 
is just like you have beast which is very heavy very hard much more uh, to punish and then his special ability is he says fuck your turn order i am about to beat the shit out of you <laughs> and it is the funniest thing and it's absolutely busted i like to call that fighting style dad's fucking pissed <laughs> dad is done with your shit he's about to show you what for You've done it. You made me turn my chair around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's definitely very fun. I would say a lot of improvements gameplay-wise from what little I've played with the demo. And hmm. this was several months ago, admittedly. <laughs> so it's been a bit. But I will say... So far, it's good. I liked what I played of it. And, uh, you know, Eric and... And, uh, Chichose are very fun to play. And I'm linking you the official Infinite Wealth website, by the way, for oh, reference. Yeah. Thank you. I've... Some, one of us here is on top of things, and it's not me. I'm also... Before... I'm terrified about that for you, if, if I'm the one. <laughs> I I'll, I'll, All I'm going to say is I'm glad I muted this before I uh, started. But yeah, I didn't really get it, like real deep into the job system. But really, the it, it wouldn't have told me enough to say that like the job system has been fully revamped. Because one thing I remember we, we've talked about it is that the job system in like a dragon while extremely fun does have kind of an issue with the uh, at least in in like a dragon where it's like it really wasn't super useful to make most characters into one of the jobs it was it was just better to keep them as their main thing it wasn't something that really rewarded you for exploring it it really wasn't like it would you explored it because it was so goofy and weird and different in a way that nothing else was. But on the other hand, and I think you will absolutely agree with me on this one, Sardo. It, it like if it's re been revamped into a new system that's a bit more workable. Mm -hmm. it was just like I, I think oh go 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 for it i i'm thinking that it's 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 looking promising from what little i i know of it that i've seen and same it like really what we're just hoping for is that what we want is we want this system to be like, something you actually use. And I think, I what I hope, and I didn't look look into this when I had the demo, I should have, was how many ranks the job class had. Because, like, one of the problems in Like a Dragon was, like, there's all these ranks for job class, and but after a certain point, A, they're not useful. Mm -hmm. And also, B, took forever to grind. And the game wasn't long enough to really reward that level of grinding. It really wasn't. 
like I know there's a bunch of like I never really did any of the bonus stuff. I fully admit that, but like who cares? It's like it, it, you should get most of the rewarding stuff out of stuff like that like through the main game. Yes. But I feel like it looks like they revamped a lot of stuff and took the criticisms that they should have. And that looks pretty cool. A lot of the gameplay side of things seem to be fixed. Or at least revamped in a way that's good. And I'm cool with that. And I think you are too. I, I'm definitely cool with it. Um, let's see. Uh, a lot of the silliness of sub-stories are back. Um, there's a new Pokemon Snap-styled minigame, but for weirdos that are basically streaking. Not actually bringing streaking. Back, bringing back Sujimon, which oh, is yeah. just a collection of weird dudes, which is really just, like, kind of how I pick favorite characters. <laughs> that is it's, it's the that's real. It's it's the Sardo approach to collecting men. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, there's also something I would love to talk about. Oh, go for it. I want to talk about Dondoko Island Stross. Go for it. Uh, so in this Dondoko Island, Ichiban is responsible for reviving this place that has become the local landfill. You've got to gather resources to use for DIY. It looks like it's. It looks like it's basically Animal Crossing. That you you create houses and buildings and you make infrastructure stuff for the island to have more people visit. And I'm fascinated because I love this kind of stuff. I'm definitely I, and... curious to see how this plays out. Like, is this, like, the side, big side B-plot thing that we're doing in this game? I mean, if it's as in-depth as I'm getting from the gist of it, I would imagine so. I, that, that's definitely my guess, and I'm curious to see how that plays out, because a lot of the more modern Yakuza titles have, like, this, this goofy B-plot stuff of, like... You do, like, you run a business. You go to, like... Ichiban. Ichiban Confections was the one in seven. Yeah, Ichiban, like, running Ichiban Confections was the one in seven. In Zero, you had the real estate minigame and... And the Hostess Club. And then they brought back the Hostess Club because everyone liked it. Because <laughs> it was good. Not wrong. Um, baseball manager for Yakuza 6. Which I really liked. That was fun. I could really take it or leave it. <laughs> well, sorry no, that you're... I... I'm sorry that I enjoy helping this local baseball team stick around. I'm... I love that for you. I'm very glad. It, it was your thing, it wasn't mine, and that's alright. We're different people. <laughs> Let Kiryu hit for the cycle. <laughs> But yes, um, so it looks like the big B-plot thing is this island management. We'll see how it plays out. 
Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I'm going through the official website, and that is infinitewealth.sega.com if you want to check it out. Language English. <laughs> there is a lot of stuff going on here. You can also, um, there is Mismatch, which is a matchmaking app, similar to, I would guess, something like Tinder, where you can try to chat with people and then go go on dates with them. Maybe. Uh, karaoke uh, It improves... <laughs> Ichiban's personality, which, I mean, you can't improve upon perfection, so I don't get what they're getting at with well, that. Well, obviously, but... this is the personality trait, and also a thing that definitely needed to revamp it, because that was the thing in Yakuza 7, where it's like, here's your personality, and, like, it wasn't really a thing you upgraded very easily, it's like, mm -hmm. there was the, like, vocational school, which was fun and easy, it's just, it was the only kind of easy way to do it. Also, your name, Ichiban Kasuga, your personality, fucking perfect, because it's Ichiban. He's already perfect. Stop trying to improve upon perfection. Well, yeah, but it's like, it's not really improving Ichiban, it's just improving his I, stats. I, I know. Just so, every, just so people who don't know what we're talking about understand what we mean. But yeah, it's uh, a lot of the stuff that we already knew about. And it gameplay wise looks really fun. Poundmates are back, which is great. You love the poundmates. We, we, we're we're ready for a pounding. <laughs> oh, the introduction to that was so great. Um, <laughs> also, they added combo attacks in battle, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I do like infinite adventure is the thing, and it's Ichiban riding a dolphin. Epic emotional drama. <laughs> Infinite adventure. Sorry, this, I have not actually taken a look at the website until now. But yeah, it like gameplay-wise looks like a lot of improvements. I know we're getting some new characters. Obviously, there's Chitose, who is brand new. We have Eric, who is also brand new. And we also have uh, Songhui is finally going to be playable because, well... You made such a bad bitch that we demanded it. We have to have her. She's great. I'm really looking forward to having her in the party. She is... We love... I, I, I just really hope they don't, like, tone down her meanness. I hope she stays mean. <laughs> Me too. Well, we'll see how that plays out, obviously, but it's definitely been... Uh... Do not defang her. She is perfect as she is. I hope she's more mean in this, actually. Well, I, I depending on the situation, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I feel like, and we're going to get to it, there is definitely a case of certain things are happening. Was definitely a case of... Uh, it depends. It depends how they they plan to use her, and we just don't know yet. Yeah, we're we're not sure. It we'll talk about that in a bit, but we're definitely all sort of. In the sense of, we're really excited for what we're about to get with Infinite Wealth in terms of gameplay. We're not really concerned about that. Now we're going to get into the. Uh, Strauss and Sora are now about to talk about some story stuff. So, yeah, let's you, talk you, about uh, the beats. 
Let's 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 talk about the things that have made us really want to do this episode for the past two weeks. Um, spoiler warning for the man who erased his name. If you haven't played that yet, go play it now or just see what happened on it already so you can be here, be ready to go. So, Sardo. Yes, Dross. I know if I asked you prior to November of last year, you would have said you were really excited for Infinite Wealth. Now, tell that me why... That phrase is now being like, I'm excited for it, but also, here's the dread. Um. Oh, Lord, the dread. So much. So, without putting it into too many words, the ending of The Man Who Erased His Name was fucking devastating. So, for those who don't know is the man who erased his name ended pretty normally no one was really like the the initial like ending parts which was mostly just like stuff about yakuza 7 we were all like oh yeah that's fine we're all cool sure very very cool little in-betweeny kind of thing and then they're then they like fast forward to like a year later and, um, like, oh, well, okay, so I'm, there is this one moment in, before that, in Infinite Well, in, uh, The Man Who Erased His Name, where Kiryu is asked, like, hey, you can go any, after this job is over, we're forcing you to have a vacation. Yeah. And you can have, go anywhere in the world except Okinawa, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. So, where would you like to go? And Kiryu's like, I would like to go to Hawaii because I want to, I, and Kiryu pulls out the ring he was supposed to give Yumi in, all the way back in Yakuza 1, which is hilarious to me because it's like, he's been holding on to that thing for, by that point for 14 years. <laughs> Yes. In-universe, 14 years. But, um... And everyone's just like, oh, that's why he's in Hawaii. He's there to drop out the ring because it's something... Yumi wanted to do. And it's sort of like him finally closing that chapter of his life completely. Like, it's a, it's a bit of closure he never really got. Yes. And then, later in the game, Kiryu is given as a reward for his job with the Daijoji faction, which are basically secret agents in Japan. Um, basically, an update on his kids. And this is the most emotionally devastating thing happened in the game in years. <laughs> No one was ready. Not a single when I tell you, person was ready. <laughs> I wanted... Uh, I almost referred to whoever is listening as chat. I am so sorry. <laughs> when I tell you, chat. When tell I you. tell you. Oh, tell no. you, chat. <laughs> I remember 
exactly where I was and what I was doing when you, I, you've heard the story, Strauss, but I'm, I'm going to repeat it. Um, well, yeah, it's for the podcast. I had just gotten home from work and I had just sat down to a really nice dinner. I had ordered some takeout. I was really excited about it. I was, I was eating some good food and then Strauss, you pop on and you're like, Hey, Sardo, do you want to see something? And I'm like, sure, Strauss, my friend, my my compadre, my my buddy who I trust to show me things that won't fucking march up and punch me in the balls. Uh, so you you sent me this video and No, you Okay. There needs to be some things stated here before this story continues. Number one, I warned yes. you. I warned you. You don't... You you cannot warn about something of that magnitude. You, oh, I agree. You I cannot. wrote you even more warning. Number two, we watched it together. This was yes, Bogo. we did. We watched it together. This You're right. Like I, I left Sardo here. We, like, we got late for whatever stream we were supposed to do because we were stuck watching this for 16 minutes. This is a group cry. Thank you. But, yeah. It was a group cry. And uh, keep going with your story. But, yeah, we, we sat and we watched this. And... I... I want to equate the emotion that I felt to being like, you're falling down a hill. And you manage to get back up on your feet and you're like, okay, okay, that's as bad as it gets. But the dirt under you is soft packed enough that it crumbles and you fall again and you fall for a little while more. And each time it gets worse and worse and you, you don't know if you're ever going to stop falling. That's what watching that felt like. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, um, that was you know, my experience with that. Now, I want to give you my experience, which was not being prepared for this at all. No, like, anything. So I go in. I'm beating the game. I'm like, do, 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 Having this. a good time. Pretty, pretty fun game, right? Yeah. Beat Shishio. I'm like, oh, man, this is great. This is a great final boss fight. And it is. It is a great final boss. Felt really good. Then that epilogue happens. I'm crying. I'm straight up, like, sobbing. People need to know, I don't cry too often at, at media. The last time I cried at anything in, in a show or anything was when I rewatched Hey Gay Story with you. I want yes, that to be made known. That... that was the last time I cried at anything. So getting to that, not prepped for it, was like being blindsided. Heavily. And let me tell you, Sardo, it was good. But it suddenly, and then after that came a trailer curious bucket list trailer and everyone's starting like oh no this i have ominous dark feelings about what's going to happen because like it's yeah. so 
it's so weird because like go before before the man who erased his name came out i was like kiryu has cancer that's really bad but there's no way anything bad's gonna actually happen to kiryu right after that everyone's like oh god he might actually die <laughs> this could actually regardless be it of, regardless of how that ends kazuma kiryu is dying I, I know he's not a real character. I, I know he's not a real character. But he's also Kazuma Kiryu. <laughs> That's one way. I, I think the best way to put it was going into, like... Because they, they announced the whole Kiryu has cancer thing from, like, the get-go. Yeah, they've, they've not been coy about it. They've been very upfront. Yeah, so, like, mentally, we've been prepped for this the entire time. But when, after the man who erased his name gave, like, such a real, like, big, like, this is closing the book on Kazuma Kiryu vibe to it. Where everyone was just like, ah, oh, this is a lot different of a feeling. I'm really scared. And I'll give the devil its due if this is kind of their way of saying, all right, the era of Kiryu is over, we are switching to a new protagonist, and we want to do this because it's going to avoid us trying to, like, slowly dredge up Kiryu again and again for later games. Uh, kudos! Yeah, I <laughs> that's, mean... That's a that's, hell of a way to do it. It's it's one way to do it, and I feel like it. it's one of those things, because it suddenly, like, puts this whole game into a very different context. Because, like, we were... I, like, going into this, we really did think... Man, this is good. Like, beforehand, we knew it's like, this is gonna be emotional. Like, we expect that. Like, melodrama's a thing that they've been doing for years now. That's not new. Yeah, it, it goes hard on the drama like we were expecting drama the drama but then we but, but this this only changed it from drama to like actually um he might die it's a little more poignant because yakuza is the kind of series where it's it's become a running joke in the fandom that, yeah, this character got shot eight times, point blank, but you know what? I bet you anything he'll probably come back, and it's... It, it's because it wrong. happens a lot. It's not, it's not a wrong statement, I think is the best way to put it. Like, this character got thrown feet first into a wood chipper, but but he's gonna show up just fine in a different game with, with a wig and a new name. <laughs> but, like, Kiryu is dying. Yeah, well, like... And, and not... And, and it's not, like, in a, in a big dramatic shootout or a helicopter explosion or having a building fall on him or anything like that. It's, I, I it's love how those are all that... real things. <laughs> I love how I know that, that those are all real things that have happened. <laughs> yeah, but this is shit that happens to real, normal people every day. People who 
aren't members of an organized crime family. Uh, and and also people who are it, I don't know, it's I know it's I I'm I'm getting into like it's not that deep territory, but it's kind of a thing of like this stuff happens to everybody. It doesn't matter if you're it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're well, Cosmic Kiryu. This sounds so stupid putting it this way, but you know what I mean. I'm trying to make a statement here. No, I, I think the best way to put it is it's just like we're so used to characters in this series getting shot, getting like hit with things that a normal man shouldn't be able to shake off, but they're so cool and manly that they, you know, walk it off in the end. And because Japanese healthcare is a lot more advanced than American healthcare, because it's free. But, um, oh, getting political. It's true. Yeah. And, yeah, but here's our unshakable main character of these past however many games spanning a timeline of however many decades... We we saw him when he was a baby-faced 20-year-old. And, and we've seen him get shot, stabbed, all these things. And now, here he is. It's it, like when that dog you've had since they were a puppy starts getting really gray in the muzzle, and they have that kind of, like, roomy look about their eyes, where you know it's like, you're not going to be around with us much longer, buddy. <laughs> it's also it's because like that. it's like they even made him, him thinner. His character model is currently thinner. Yeah. Like, they, they really emphasize the fact that Kiryu is slowly, actively dying. And if it wasn't for the man who erased his name, making it, like, feel so, like, actually, this could be it. There's a lot of, like, this could be it moments throughout it. And you're just like... I don't know if I can handle the idea of Cosmic Kiryu dying. <laughs> like, it's been... By the time this game co comes out, it's been 18 years yeah. of Cosmic Kiryu being a fixture in, in sort of the landscape of the franchise, and suddenly everyone's like, uh-oh. They, they, like, they might... I think it's because there's, like, this feeling of they might actually do it. This... Time I'm really gonna do it. Yeah, this uh, I'm really gonna do it. <laughs> and Kiryu is such a star in the firmament. There, you you see the white suit and the red shirt, and you instantly know it's like, huh, nice Yakuza reference. Yeah, he's he's that important. And I think the infinite wealth feels a little bittersweet because I think overhanging the the setting of Hawaii and the kind of, you know, typical wacky Yakuza hijinks and Ichiban's eternal optimism is this cloud of, we're going to fucking lose Kiryu, aren't we? Yeah, it's like I I I Ichiban is looking for his mom who might actually still be alive and up in Hawaii and like... She might not be his mom, he, she might be, but it's like, there's a really good chance that she is. Like, they never confirmed if Ichiban was really, uh, uh, Arakawa's son or not, but, like, he probably is. It's very heavily implied. 
It's heavily implied. I mean, Ichiban, like, I like how Ichiban stated it. He's like, it doesn't really matter if he is or isn't. Because by all intents and purposes, he is his father. In all the mm -hmm. ways that counted to Ichiban. Which was, I mean, if you haven't played Seven yet, a really beautiful additional thing on kind of chosen family. <laughs> Which is a lot of uh, sort of kind of how the group of... Of... You know, the party for Seven really feels. Your your ragtag band of misfits. Yeah, classic stuff. But it's like, it was a very nice sentiment, and it's a really good way to, like, cap what makes Ichiban lovely as a protagonist. But, you know, this is like, you know what? She deserves to know that the baby that she had actually lived. Yeah. And that he's he's doing okay. He's yeah. he's seen some rough spots, but he's doing okay. Yeah. So like that's all very emotional, and like that has been so overshadowed by the fact that Kiryu is writing a bucket list. They are bringing back like every fucking side character that they can fit into this game. <laughs> like we, the bucket list it, trailer it, had Kaoru in it. It had uh -huh. Yuya and company in it. They brought back the four Shine Girls. Yeah. And everyone's just like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to emotionally recover from this. <laughs> and we get to see, too, at, at the end of The Man Who Erased His Name, that Kiryu's adopted kids are... They're growing up. They're... They're adults now. Becoming people in the world. They're adults. Yeah, his, his grandson is... is now. He's learning to walk. He drew a picture. He did, he's no longer learning to walk. He's now learning to read. <laughs> he's learning to walk, talk, read. He's he's no longer a baby. He's a small he's, child. <laughs> he's in the little dude stage of, of being a kid now. <laughs> he's a little dude. And it, and oh god, it was a, it was it was the, the biggest source of pride, happiness utter loneliness sadness and want it's... i've seen in anything in such a long time i'm saying a lot of stupid shit tonight that feels poignant to me for some reason but i'm gonna say it anyway because it's what's in my heart the the bit at the end where kiryu shuts off the video and he's he's watching it on a tablet and there are tears on the screen of the tablet and you see that before you see him crying and it's just like i don't know why but that little bit in particular made me feel devastated that entire because scene is just fantastic it's just like oh fuck oh god <laughs> It's just, everything in that scene is fantastic. It's just, if that scene didn't happen, we would have gone in assuming Kiryu was going to be fine. Like, cancer, it's fine, guys, don't worry. Yeah, it's He's cancer. Cosmic Kiryu. He's Cosmic Kiryu. He's gonna, he's gonna punch cancer in it and cure it somehow. There's gonna be a wacky sub-story where, where Majima dresses up in a goofy nurse outfit and helps him beat cancer no 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 there there's suddenly this feeling of like oh the shadow of death is literally right here and going yeah no no i'm, I'm very real i'm super real guys and <laughs> i think it speaks to how well sega's done with him as a character because i 
feel such an actual sort of sense of loss and like the we're losing a fictional person sense with with Kiri. It's yeah, like it's it's an I really like attachment. this dude. It's it's like yeah. After so many years of all this stuff, it is wild to be sitting here going like wow this might actually be it <laughs> like i i remember kind of like thinking about after you'd showed me the the video of the end of of man who erased his name and kind of thinking about like you know well kiryu's gonna die and thinking like but i love him i think really and... like having him back like potentially no longer be there has made a lot of because we've we've talked about this on stream before how people i think it was one of your streams mm. where like we've talked about how kiryu as a character people are kind of getting tired of like cosmic kiryu as the lead protagonist not because he was bad but because it's like it'd been six six plus games like, especially after how long 5 was and how 6 went out, a lot of people were like, eh, we I, need I something it's little... time. It's, it's not like, oh, we wanted him dead. We just needed someone a bit different. We, we, we just needed a new look. A change of pace. And we did. And we all liked it. And everyone's like, I still love Cosmic Curio, but goddamn do I also love this Kasuga Ichiban. And then this happened, and we're all like, oh, you might actually just take him away, way. No. Which, I mean, it's like, and I, I don't think it's a bad choice. I'm going to say if if they kill Kiryu in this, if Kiryu dies, I, I think that makes sense. I think it makes total sense. I, I wouldn't see it as, like, a cop-out or, you know, bad writing or anything. I think it's a very effective and sad, but sensible use of a major character's death. Yeah, I feel like, to and I mean, me, if... like, Go where ahead. this is going is that there's suddenly an uncertainty mm -hmm. to, to this game that wasn't there before, and that's super fascinating. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not that it's bad. We're just like, wow. It's... I wasn't prepared It's for just this. heavy. Yeah, it's just very heavy, and... Especially because, like, the bucket list trailer, like, everyone's back. Like, <laughs> faces we haven't seen since, like, Yakuza 2 type shit. Like... Yeah, Yuya and uh, what's his name? Who, who's the who's the other host? Oh, I always forget his name. Hold on, I'm I'm looking it up. I always remember Yuya because Yuya has the big lips, and they deassified <laughs> him at one point, and everyone's like, they deassified our boy. <laughs> oh, Yuya did look so luscious, and then and then they they nerfed him. <laughs> they ner he he was too powerful. Um, what's his name? Uh, no, uh, trying to, I'm, I'm looking up on a thing. It's uh, Kazuki. There it is. That's the guy I'm thinking. Of. All right. 
Cause it was technically in two, but it was a doppelgangered at one point. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like there's Yuya and Kazuki are, are back. Like Kaoru's back after not not having been in the game for since the prologue to like opening segments of Yakuza Three. That's that was crazy. And like the four shine group is back. <laughs> yeah. Like Yuki's back again, looking fine as ever, despite the fact that she's now almost sixty. <laughs> she has aged magnificently and I love that for her. I personally think that bullying Majima keeps you youthful. <laughs> It explains why everyone else looks so good, including Majima. Well, he also he derives youth himself. from being bullied. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's back. Like, everyone's back. Like, it literally is like half the Poundmates seem to be older Yakuza characters that we have seen for years. And everyone's just like, oh my god. Everyone's back. The gang's all here. The gang's all here, and it's making me concerned. Hmm? Everyone is, I'm totes concerned here, everybody. I'm mm. just very interested to see where it goes. I am still very excited about it, but... Yeah, it's we're excited, but there's now this sort of. I think the best way to 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 really define it is that we're still very excited for this game. We're absolutely going to play it the moment we get our hands on it. There's this now this feeling of finality and dread that now hangs over it. That's super interesting and not what we were expecting. Like, we're excited to meet all the new characters, play all the new classes. But also... Hi, Spectre of Death. How are you? And he goes, Sup, uh, where's your keys? Why? And, you know, you should just make sure you know where your keys are. Uh, okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Okay, Death. Would you like a grilled cheese? And that's what's been happening. I just... I'm so... I'm so scared. I'm so excited. I, I can be both. I, I believe we're that one scene in... um. Um, uh, uh, Boy Meets World, mm -hmm. where Elizabeth Berkeley's character has the caffeine pills and she's just shouting, I'm so excited, and then it ends with, I'm so scared. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm hyped and I'm terrified, and I am so ready for Ichiban and Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so oh, you funny. can also do. Oh, no, you, there's also like 
There's like a, a DoorDash minigame, too, where you can deliver food to people. Yeah, and do tricks on a bicycle. Like, it's so funny, because there's all this goofy shit being advertised, and then, like, all the fan base is just like... Okay, let's go. Alright, this is it. This is how I die. <laughs> We're all mentally and physically prepared for the worst, and it's such a... It's such a weird experience for I, everyone. I, I just... I know Kiryu's probably not going to be okay, so I'm going to hedge my bets and say, I just hope Ichiban's going to be okay. <laughs> I don't think he's die or anything, but I just, I want him to be okay. It's definitely one of those things where everyone's just like, I don't know what's about to happen, but it's going to happen. <laughs> there is kind of an inherent comedy, though, to like, oh, you know, Wacky food delivery hijinks, uh, you know, Ichiban's going to America, uh, the, the uh, inescapable specter of death. <laughs> oh, we can Nancy take pictures of, of silly Americans streaking to be popular on the internet. Oh, look, we're doing silly, silly things in these sub-stories. Nancy gets a girlfriend. <laughs> Good for her. Good for Nancy the Crayfish. And her, and I believe Olivia is her name, right? Olivia the Crab. The Hermit Crab. And we're all like, fuck yeah, this is great. And then it's, the inevitable specter of death is currently upon us. Because, like, everything with, like, Ichiban looks like so much fun. And then here's Kiryu B. You you know that, uh, I sent you the meme. It was a meme version of that one meme from Tumblr where it's like, the crazy, the heavy... And then it's the one in Russian letters. Yes, yeah. Every everybody in their friend group got the truck freak, crazy ass, um, fighter. What? It's really language and a terrifying monster. <laughs> yeah. And Kiryu is that one right now. I, I think I shared that meme with one of the group chats a while. I I hope you'd have. I have. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's in the Baldur's Gate group chat, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them. I don't remember which one it is, but it's in one of them. But yeah, so I I have very like not even mixed feelings because like it's fair to say I don't I feel sad about what's probably going to happen, but I don't I don't feel like bad about it it's weird because it hasn't like made it's like one of those weird things where it's like our anticipation for this game has not changed it's just now we're just going in with like this emotional like dread like it's like we're about to play a horror game and we know it yeah it's like i'm still gonna probably have a bunch of fun i'm gonna remember some silly things and and also I'm going to grieve. <laughs> I'm potentially preparing my mind, body, and soul to grieve horribly. Maybe. I don't yeah. know yet. <laughs> we'll find out. I, I guess we shall see. We will see. But... And I, I feel like... It, Sorry, you have any closing, like, statement you want to make? Like, what is your, like, 
feeling going in? Like, if you could sum it up in a very simple way, what is your feeling going into Infinite Wealth as a game with all the stuff we now know, all the previews, all the stuff we've seen? What is your feeling? I ain't mad about it. Uh, I Neither am I. I would say, for me, my closing thought would be... This was not where we thought it was going to go, but I'm super fascinated to see how this ends. It's very unexpected, but I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I'm here for it, and I my one hope is is that... Like, it looks like everything... Everything we wanted changed for, like, the Ichiban side of things is there, but all the stuff with Kiryu is making me very concerned about his health. I'm... Again, one one more time, the reprise. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. (laughs) I am scared. But... Sardo to uh, change how things are for a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, what the hell have you been watching? So I actually have an answer in terms of watching this go around. Ooh. All day today, I have been watching Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, just i I put it on to have something to draw to, and I ended up just sitting there kind of watching it like I love how every episode is exactly the same, and I could watch it forever <laughs> i I love how it all plays out the same. I love all the older women in it. I think they should all date each other. um shout out to my girl Goldie, who is a divorcee and I believe an actress and oh. I love Goldie. She's she's great. Goldie should call me. But uh, yeah, I've I've been watching a shitload of Columbo. That's that's been my my day today, hanging out with the cats and, and watching that show. So I don't know. I've been having a good time. Well, at least you've been having fun, right? Yeah, it's been nice. Let's see. I uh let's see, we obviously this is more dungeon meshy, as we know. Watched some of that. It, it's been good. Uh, I finally started uh, Blue-Eyed Samurai. First episode, interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see how where it goes from there. I don't know. Any any initial takeaways on that? Uh, or I've been meaning really to watch cool. it. It looks really cool. The mm-hmm. main character is hot in a way that very appeals to me. Um, I'm like the best and worst person to watch this show. And the reason why I say that is because I actually know how Japan's governmental structure worked at this time period, and it isn't really Mm -hmm. following that, so I'm very confused to know when, trying to figure out when this show is. (laughs) Um, we'll just say it's an AU. (laughs) It it might as well be. It probably is. But, um... It's my Japanese history AU. (laughs) (laughs) It might as well be. It, uh, mind you, I also we also call that Sekiro, <laughs> <laughs> and I loved that. That was great. But yeah, but yeah, it's uh, I've been once again. Um, I've been playing more Rogue Trader. That's been fun. Uh, I mm-hmm. had a, a whole side quest where I have to deal with bureaucracy, 
and there's a point where you would like to start out where you have the option of just shooting into the crowd to get people to disperse and to move up in front of the line. You know, I don't think the gameplay rewards creative thinking like that often enough. I love that. You, I started waiting patiently. It's like, I'm right here. And then it's like, that's right, the ruinous powers. Um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. But definitely one of those cases of this is a very good game. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, in the meantime, uh, you know, uh, anything else I've been doing, anything you've been reading? I I would like to say, I wish I could say more about, uh, the Murderbot Chronicles. I kind of sort of fell asleep through several chapters, so Murderbot Diaries. I've been reading the Murderbot. Murderbot Chronicles. Yeah, I've been reading the Murderbot Diaries by uh, Martha Wells. First book was pretty good. Second okay. book, I remember most of it. <laughs> I I, I really out. love that series. Um, I think it's a very interesting case of I don't know, reading it as, aut- as an autistic person and going like, oh, he just like me for real in in a lot of ways that I haven't done with a lot of other media. Good series, would recommend it. Oh yeah, very no. excited to know you're. Yeah, I, I it was it. reading for book club, and uh, the only reason why I don't remember most of the second book is because I was listening to it and then I fell asleep, <laughs> and it was like, I went from like chapter three to chapter f- seven. <laughs> I was like, a little confusing. Uh, yeah, I was a little confused what happened. So I'm gonna have, like read a synopsis of what happened and see if my like passed out brain took anything in. <laughs> Do not recommend falling asleep while listening to short novellas. Not not not, very a, not, not recommended for retention of what you read. Yeah. Because I'm like come back. I'm like, ah shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not again. But other than that, uh, I've been having fun and doing that. Good. Um, yeah. I think that I think we could call this an episode. I I would say so. Well, uh, Sardo, that's uh, been the skeleton. What, is, what are your sh- socials? Tell the world. My social medias. I am at Autopsy Garlands on Twitter. That is my main account. You can find me also at Marquis Belial, also on Twitter, which is my art account where I post finished works. Uh, nice I also voice. post a lot. I I, I post like some I, I post some doodles on my my main Twitter, but my my shiny stuffs on my art account. So follow that too. You can follow me at Uncle Death with a K on Blue Sky. And here, also at Uncle Death, on Twitch. Oh, why am I saying here? I, I'm going into my stream. <laughs> um, I'm not on Twitch, but I, I am on Twitch <laughs> on Mondays. On Mondays, you are streaming on Twitch. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and... I do art. Yeah. And Strauss is there, yeah. usually. Nine, nine times out of ten. Yeah. There's the occasional t- one I missed due to reasons, but that has been few and far between. Yeah, but, you know, we hang out, we talk, and I draw stuff. I'll, I'll draw your request if you show up. Yeah, show so, up, have fun. 
so do. Thank you very much. I'm all at all right. Rossa on Twitch, Twitter, Blue Sky. I stream Tuesday, tomorrow night, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, at the same time, Sardo starts streaming. Sardo's 99% of the time also there. Yes. It, it's been Cyberpunk 2077. We've been having actually a pretty good time with it. A lot less talking yeah. from us this time around because action games are harder to talk over. It's been it's very fascinating. It's like I don't know about you, but uh, I find it a lot easier to talk over these turn-based games like Persona, where you can just stop and laugh. Yes. Whereas with these action games, it's like I gotta pay attention or else I die. <laughs> And everything's happening so fast. Yeah, what are you telling me so fast, Yoko? I can't stop. Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, hopefully you'd see you at some of the streams, maybe sometime if you do. Yeah. But in the meantime, folks, thank you all for be for listening in. We'll gladly hope to see you back next week where we talk about something else. We don't know yet. Forward to it as our lives get slowly consumed by infinite wealth later this week. <laughs> it's true, it's well, very thank true. you for listening, everybody. <laughs> next, I hope you have next week's what the hell you've been watching infinite wealth, infinite wealth, infinite wealth, <laughs> infinite wealth. Uh, we promise we won't talk about it on, on the podcast until we actually beat the game and have thoughts. <laughs> Promise. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I promise to each other and to the game as a whole. We'll promise we'll try to get through the game in a slightly timely fashion to talk about the game on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Sardo, but I have a time limit. I have to beat it by the end of next month. You know why? I believe in you. Why? Final Fantasy Rebirth is next month. <laughs> I'm not even going to have time for Persona 3 Reload at all. I mean, I wasn't planning on playing it, but I have no... I, it's, I wasn't planning on playing it anytime soon, but it's just like, I don't even have the time. I don't. But anyway, folks, that's uh, been us. We will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.